Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I was um, praying this afternoon and just preparing, and I had actually had a, a message that I was going to continue on in regard to patience, and um, but the Lord just started dealing with me about talking to you tonight, and literally that's what I want to do is talk to you tonight about healing. Um, you know, sometimes if you're not careful, you can kind of get away from healing as part of your faith system, or it's kind of on the back burner, or you you know you don't really focus in on and center in on it. Uh, until there's a difficulty in your life or a struggle in your life. And a lot of times we try to deal with healing in weakness. Now, how many of you know what I'm talking about? You got the flu, then you're trying to get healed. You, you know, and, and sometimes it's like climb, climbing out of a, a well sometimes just to receive what you need uh, from the Lord. How many of you ever been there before? One of the things that I have found that helps me anytime I'm challenged physically is to get ahead of the game. And I have a set of scriptures, and I don't read them every day, but there are lots of days I will just go through those scriptures. I know them, I know them by heart, but I still open my Bible and I read them out of the Bible. And, and it brings encouragement to me, it brings a faith to me, and he said, well, you don't need healing while you're reading healing scriptures. Well, why do you take vitamins? Uh, yeah, I mean, you take vitamins because you're taking them to prevent something, to make you feel better. Amen? And so I just want to share with you tonight some things really that I, I look at myself. Okay, this is not just like a message about healing. These are just kind of some ways that I go through healing because, listen, the enemy will tell you, well, that's not for you. Well, you know, you didn't do this. Well, you should have done this. Well, you could have grabbed this. You should have done that. Listen, you better ignore all that. And you better go to the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit speak to you uh, and, and, and instruct you concerning the things about healing. Now, the first thing that I want you to, to get clear is this, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a scripture, actually a couple of scriptures, but 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, it says, God has appointed these in the church. Now, he didn't quit appointing. So whatever we're about to talk about, God still appoints in the church. Okay? All right, so follow me here. What does he, he, he puts in the church? Apostles, prophets, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healings. Helps, administrations, variety of tongues. So, just so you know, God... The Word of God says that God Himself sets gifts of healings in the church. 
Now, there been, there's a lot of different ways to look at that, and I'm not going to teach on this tonight because I want you to just see this verse. But it, it, it doesn't say healing. It's plural. It healings. Okay, God sets healings in the church. And really, I believe that there are people who are gifted in certain areas by the Holy Spirit to minister healing where someone else is not necessarily gifted in that area. That's why we have different people come to the church because their gifts are different. And they minister differently. They minister different ways. And But the point I want you to see tonight is that God sets in the church gifts of healing. Okay? Just so you know. Well, I hadn't, I hadn't been healed in the church. Well, that doesn't mean you're not going to be. Not only that, in the same chapter, beginning in verse 4, it goes on to say, and this is actually a little, a little bit different, it says in verse 4 there, diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. All right, now listen to me a minute. Where do the gifts come from? The spirit. The Holy Spirit who was sent down from heaven for us. The Bible says that Jesus actually received the promise of the Spirit and then sent that Holy Spirit to the earth. Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came into the earth and he came in with a sudden burst and he's been here ever since. Now, I understand there's always been a measure of the Holy Spirit, but we're talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit began on the day of Pentecost, and it has not, it has not left the earth, has not left anybody. He's willing. The Holy Spirit is willing. So gifts come by the same Spirit. There are different ministries, same Lord. There are different there are diversities of activities. It's the same God who works all in all, but... The manifestation of the Spirit. Did you get that? Manifestation of the Spirit. That, doesn't, that means that the Holy Spirit is revealed, exposed. Manifestation of the Spirit is given. Now listen to this. Is given to each one for the profit of all. That means that the Holy Spirit can be manifested in different ways through people, but it's for everybody's benefit. So just, just understand and know that no, nothing has changed in regard to that. The same Jesus who died is the same Jesus who sent the, sent the Holy Spirit, who's the same Holy Spirit that works today that he did the day of Pentecost. Okay? We have not, well, I take that back in a while. I was going to say we hadn't educated ourselves out of the need for the Holy Spirit, but really a lot of people have. They've just educated themselves. I used to, we used to say in, in Mississippi, educated themselves. <laughs> Uh, out of the need or the desire for the Holy Spirit. Or they relegate it to some unknown, ethereal, secret group that you and I aren't a part of. Well, thank God we are a part of the, Holy, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So, so need, you need to know, well, how is he manifested? 
to one is given a word of wisdom. Now, I don't want to get into this tonight, but a word of wisdom is, is a word about, really about the, the future, about something that you don't know. Then there's a word of knowledge. That's about something that's present, current. And, and it's pretty simple. You can have a word of knowledge just about, about lots of different things. I remember years ago when our kids were real young, Becky and I were actually painting our living room. And they had some, they had some kids over, you know, and they were, they were in the back playing and we're painting. And all of a sudden the Lord stopped me and said, go back there right now. Go, go back there right now. When I went back there, well, they were just fixing to start playing doctor. <laughs> For real, you know. Well, that's a word of knowledge. I didn't know that. All right. You say, well, well, that's, that's not anything just, you know, supernatural. Oh, yeah, it's supernatural. Oh, yeah. Some, of you, some things you think you just thought really is the Holy Spirit trying to reveal something to you. The Lord will try to show you things in the future to keep you from doing dumb things. I've done them anyway sometimes, but then I have to repent. So it's a word of knowledge through the same Spirit. But notice it's, it's given to somebody. It's not given. The Holy Spirit's not out here with His own voice. You're His voice. All right, so listen to what else it says. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Now, you know, a lot of people get that confused with everyday faith. Faith in, in God. Faith in, God doesn't give you faith for that. That's special faith. That you need sometimes to do things that, that ordinary faith is just going to have to have some help. I've only experienced that in my life a couple of times. But I want to tell you, when it comes, it's powerful. It, it, it lit for, a, for a moment, it'll make you Superman. Like you can just leap tall buildings. I mean, it, lit, literally, you get that kind of... I've only had that happen a couple of times in my life, and, and, and you're talking about an adrenaline rush because your faith is so, it's, it's on another level, okay? Well, God said he gives that to men, but now notice what else it says, to another gifts of healings, there it is again, by the same Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit who releases the gifts of healing into the lives of People, now listen, God set them where? In the church. Okay, in the church. By the same Spirit to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But the one and the same Spirit works all these things now listen to this, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So where does he do that? In the church. Okay? So when the Holy Spirit is welcome in the church, the Holy Spirit will release things in the church, gifts in the church. Hallelujah. Now you're sitting there, well, I hadn't seen anything. Well, you're not paying attention. Because it happens all the time. So, just so you'll understand 
that we're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit as Jesus' representative on the earth. Okay, Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter, another helper. Well, that word there, another, means one just like me. So Jesus has actually sent the Holy Spirit and expects the Holy Spirit to operate in us just like he did in him. Now, we understand we don't have the Holy Spirit in fullness the way that Jesus did. You couldn't handle it. Because your body has not been redeemed yet. If you don't believe it, just look around at the gray hair and the no hair. You'll find out your body is aging. Amen. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, David. <laughs> but the point is that the Holy Spirit is here to reveal and to expose and release to us the same thing Jesus released. And I'm going to show you this from the Word tonight. But where is it set? Where is it? In the church. Okay, in the church. I think we need to be, I think we need to really press in to God for more of, of the supernatural in the church. In the church. We can't make it happen because it's as He wills, but we can sure believe Him for it and expect it. And I believe that's, that's most of the, the, the issue right there. In Acts, the Holy Spirit comes. People are saved. People are filled with the Holy Spirit. They become the body of Christ. And the very next thing that happens over in Acts chapter 3 is healing started working again. Peter and John were on their way to the temple at the hour of prayer. It was the ninth hour, they said. And as they went, there was a lame man. And the lame man, it says they... Um, asked for alms, asked, wanted, wanted something from him. Peter looked at him and said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. But it didn't stop there. If you read the, the Greek text, it, it says he actually reached down and grabbed him by the hand and pulled him up. Wonder why he did that. Well, the reason he did it was because he'd been with Jesus. So the man was healed. Well, man, you know, it stirred, uh, it stirred up everything in Jerusalem. I mean, it, 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 it got wild. So the, the, uh, the Pharisees, they all said, well, wait a minute, we can't have this. We, no, no, we got to stop this. And so they brought Peter and John before the, the court, and they said, now, look, you've got to stop this. And it, it was a notable miracle. Everybody knew this guy. He is at the temple Every day, begging for money at the same place, every day. So everybody knew who he was, and he was totally healed. And they said, you've got to stop this. And Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you or more to God, you judge. We ain't going to do it. We're going to speak. So they, they said, well, the one thing we don't want you to do anymore is don't, don't use the name of Jesus anymore. All right, so you got it. So it says that they let them go and they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said to them. They went back to the church. It wasn't but one church then. They went back to the church and they reported what had happened. 
So you know what they did? The people in the church, they begin to pray. They raised their voice to heaven, and they started praying. And now listen to what they prayed. I'm not going to read all of this, but I want you to listen to what they prayed uh, beginning in verse 29. Listen to this. Now, Lord, look on their threats. Acts 4.29. Look on their threats. Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. That signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, if you read this in the Greek text and, you, and, and a lot of other translations, it, it sounds like, Lord, the way we get boldness is by you healing people. But that's not true. Because actually, the boldness came before the healing. Actually, it says, give us boldness that we may speak your name and your word and stretch out your hand to heal that your son Jesus might be glorified. Now, how do you know that? Well, the next verse says, when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Nobody had been healed to this point yet, but it says they spoke the word with boldness. The, the first church, the early church, one of the main characteristics of it was, first of all, give us boldness, and second of all, heal. Healing was a part of the very beginning church, the early church. Why? So that Jesus would be glorified. So the church was involved in healing from the very beginning. You got it? All right, now go over with me to James chapter 5, verse 14. James chapter 5, verse 14. Is any one among you sick? We'll take you to the hospital, give you the best care possible, we'll pay the bill. No. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now listen to the next verse. Y'all still here? Listen to the next verse. It's important. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, he'll deliver the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. You know, that's just the opposite of the way a lot of people think. Well, I got to get things right with God so I can get healed. No, you get healed and then God will forgive you. Why? Well, you've got faith in God. Faith in God works any way you want it to work. How many people do you know Jesus healed and then said, now don't sin anymore? Or go your way, or it had nothing to do with, with it. But I want you to notice something. Who did they call when they got sick? The elders of the church. And it says very clearly here, very clearly, 
that they all they had to do was a call for the elders of church, let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will ha- save or heal the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. Where did that happen? In the church. In the church. Doesn't mean God doesn't want to heal people out in the streets or anywhere. Jesus did. He went all over healing people. But the point is that all of this happened in the church. So I just want to tell you, you're in a good spot because you're in church. Yeah, you're in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not the only one, but you're in church tonight. And I believe every scripture I've already said to you. Okay. See, when are you going to have an anointing with oil service? Never. Because that's not what it says. It says that, that you call for the elders of the church. I, I, I heard a, a testimony. This man, this, this, this couple, the, uh, the man was sick. He actually was dying of cancer. He was sick. It was in Houston. And, and, um, and his wife started reading and she read that. Now, these were Baptist folks. Okay. And they started reading that, and they called their church and said, we call them the elders of the church. Come, and we don't do that. Well, it says right here in the Bible, you call the elders of the church, they anoint with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and they're healed. That's what the Bible says. No, we don't do that. So she just got in the phone book and started calling church and said, you anoint with oil, you anoint with oil. Finally came down to this little Pentecostal church, you know, and they said, do you, do you anoint with oil? And they said, yes. And, and, and they said, would you come pray for my husband? He's in the, he's, 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 he has cancer. And they said, we'll be right there. And two people came up there. They took that anointing oil. They laid it on him. They prayed the prayer of faith. And guess what happened? He got healed. He got healed. So it's not, if you do it because I'm telling you, you're wasting your breath. You got, there's got to be faith involved, okay? I know how to pray the prayer of faith, but you need to know how to receive the prayer of faith. You know, we do, we do these, these prayers on, um, uh, on New Year's Eve. You know, we pray and agree with people. And, and I remember a number of years ago, um, I was praying for people, not, not on New Year's Eve, but I was praying. Somebody came up to me and said, Pastor, would you just pray and agree with me about a certain thing? And I said, yeah, I'll pray with you, and I'll believe God with you about it. And they said, thank you. And we prayed right there, man. I was on my faith. I was confessing it, standing, believing with them. And one day I saw them in church and said, hey, what about that? We were praying about it. She said, oh, I forgot about that. Then I, 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 I gave up. I said, well, I didn't. So it. Sometimes that's just the way it, that way it works. Amen. But so I want you to see the perspective here of this, that this all happened in the church. These were all things that God promised in the church. Well, but I know somebody and they, they believed and they died. I, I understand that. I, I understand. I know people that have gotten supernaturally healed two or three times and then they died. How do you explain that? I can't explain that. You'll have to talk to the Lord about it. I can't, I'm not going to have my faith in that. I'm going to have my faith in what God said. That's where we got to stand. Don't get yourself, don't get confused about, about that. 
Okay, you've, you've got to stay focused on what the Word of God says. So, number one, there, that the Word of God clearly tells us that healing is in the church. Okay? The second thing I want you, I want you to see is this, and, and I'm, I'm not going to take a lot of time with this, but I'm going to say it this way. If there is a demand for healing, healing will come. I'm not going to read all this scripture, but over in Mark chapter 5, uh, beginning in verse 25, there was, it says, uh, there was a, well, verse 24, Jesus went with them and there was a great multitude that followed him. Verse 25, it says that there was a woman who had an issue of blood. Okay, a woman who had an issue of blood. She heard about Jesus. She wasn't with Jesus. She just heard about Jesus. Okay, she heard about Jesus. And she said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be whole. Well, the problem was she, Jesus wasn't there. So she had to get up in her sick, weak state, fight her way through crowds, and reach out. And it says she touched his garment, just like she said. Now, listen to this. When she did, power flowed out of Jesus into her, and he stopped and said, who touched me? Now, the Bible's pretty clear. Je they said, well, Jesus, everybody's touching you. This, this person did something different. What, what did she do? She made a demand on the healing power of God. There, there have been times when I've had people come to me for prayer, for healing, and, and I knew they were going to be healed because it, it didn't have anything to do with me. They were making a demand. Not, not like, I demand you do this. They were believing God and making a demand on the power of God and expecting God to do something. Sometimes you get desperate enough, you'll receive. Not saying that's that you don't want to go that way and get desperate and receive, but there's another account over in Luke chapter five, verse seventeen. The Bible says that there were a certain day that there were teachers and there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town. Now listen to this: they had come out of every town to hear Jesus, to hear about Jesus. Okay. Now, now, here's the important thing you need to see here. Okay, It says they were, sit, they, they were sitting by, they'd come out of every town, Judea, Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So, so when I talk about a demand on the power of God, there are a lot of times when the presence of God and the power of God is present to heal, but that doesn't mean you're going to receive anything unless you make a demand on it. Grab hold of it. That room was full of people. The power of the Lord wouldn't have been there to heal people if there weren't sick people there. But there was one, one man who four men decided to help him and literally tore the roof off and dropped him down in their midst and made a demand on the healing power of God. And guess what? He got healed. Okay. So sometimes you just gotta, you gotta grab hold of it. I am believing. I'm not quitting. I'm not backing off. I'm not backing down. Okay. But then there's another scripture. Over in Mark, and this, this actually says that there, that there is a command for healing. 
Jesus said over Mark chapter 16, verse 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will follow them who believe. All right, now notice a minute. Who's, who are the signs going to follow? Those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's in red letters. Jesus said that. So not only can you put a demand on that power, but we are commanded to be healed, to receive healing, to be believers, to lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. Okay, just a little bit more here. Also, one of the greatest things for me personally is this. There's healing in the Word. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His Word and healed them. Okay. the One of the greatest things about healing is it can just be between you and God if you grab hold of it because the word will bring healing into your life it'll bring I, I can't tell you how many times I've just stood on the word God this is what your word says I, I I'll just run you down run down a few scriptures with you Exodus fifteen twenty six. Jesus, uh, the Father said, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians. Now listen to this. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. That's Jehovah Rapha. The Lord God who heals. He said, I am the Lord God. Not I ain't, I am the Lord God who heals you. Exodus twenty three twenty five says, I will take sickness from the midst of you. I tell you, I pray over this church and believe for that a lot. God, thank you. You're taking sickness out of the midst of the body of Christ. You're talking about a sign and a wonder. Psalm 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Well, what are His benefits? Well, number one, He forgives all your iniquities. But not only that, it also says, Heals all your diseases. Redeems your life from destruction. Crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isn't that good? I'll tell you, I really like the, the, the next verse. It says, who satisfies your mouth with good things. I like the Amplified Bible. It says, who satisfies your necessity and your desire at your personal age and situation. That pretty much nails it, doesn't it? With what? With good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Thank God it says he heals our diseases. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. 
Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, but he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. Now, if you study this out, you'll find out when it talks about griefs here that that word is translated everywhere else, sickness. In fact, if you go over to Matthew chapter 8, Jesus interpreted that scripture just that way. Matthew eight seventeen, That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He didn't just heal us when we got sick. He carried the responsibility for sickness on him. That's what gives you the right, gives you the authority to stand and believe for healing. Why? Because Jesus, Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It also says in 1 Timothy 2, 5, that there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Do you know what a mediator does? He gets in the middle of something. So you want to know a, a, a revelation about healing. Jesus will get in the middle of your healing. He is a mediator. And he, he bore our sicknesses. So thank God healing belongs to us. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing, anointed of the Holy Spirit, doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. How God anointed Jesus of Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all. Not a few, not if it's the will of God, not the will of God. All who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. If you get this, this simple revelation, okay, listen to me. Very simple revelation. I'm going to have some music musician to come back up. Listen to me very carefully. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see how Jesus dealt with sickness and disease. Okay? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now listen to me. Listen. Jesus demonstrated in his earthly ministry what he was going to do through the cross. Remember what it said? He bore on the cross our sickness, our disease. He bore by his stripes we were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, chastisement of our peace upon him. By his stripes we are healed. He bore our sickness. He bore our pain. So he just demonstrated that when he was on the earth. And then when he died on the cross and was raised from the dead, he became the mediator to get in between us so that we can now, by faith, receive what he did for us. Jesus made a very interesting statement over in Luke chapter 5 when they let that man down in his midst, you know, when the Pharisees were all there, all the lawyers and all the teachers. You know what he did? 
when they laid him in front of him, you know what Jesus said to him? Your sins are forgiven. And then Jesus said, I know what you're thinking. Who am I to be forgiven sin? But then he made a statement. Which is easier? To forgive sins or to heal? In other words, in the sight of Jesus, I'm paying for it all. I paid for your sin, paid for your healing. How do you get how do you get forgiveness for your sins? How do you get saved? You do it by faith. You have to accept, you have to believe. Same thing's true with your healing. But I tell you, I just want you to hear me tonight. Healing belongs to the body of Christ. Healing belongs to the body of Christ. You can be healed. You can receive healing. Doesn't don't discount doctors. Don't discount what they do. Not saying don't go to the doctor. That's not what I'm saying at all. I tell you, I know doctors have saved people's lives, including mine. But the good news is there's something else that you can grab hold of. And that's the healing power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.